Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. When is it appropriate to clarify this to someone? Do you just have to brand it on your forehead? Hey, not looking for monogamy, not looking for anything long term, or hey, just want a one night stand, just get it, get it wet. When do you announce that? If more couples chose to resolve their problems through just sexing it out, every time you have a disagreement with your spouse or your partner, you have to have sex with them. There would be a lot more harmony in the house. I think people would be agreeing on a lot more. See, I don't think it's post-nut clarity. I'm going to have to rebrand this whole thing. I think it's more like post-nut certainty. That's what I get. Why don't I have my own sex room? I need one. I would love to just have a separate room solely devoted to sex and making it fun, passionate, pleasurable, and full of really good orgasms. Oh my God, really, really, really good orgasms. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. It's your girl Layla here. How's your week going? I hope great so far. I'm excited. It's our day together. It's our Tuesday episode. Oh my gosh. I have something really huge that I can finally say. I can finally get it off my chest. I had to hold this back from you, my lovelies. All I've been wanting to do is talk about this, but I tried. I may have let it slip a long time ago, but a little bit of it came out, but I, I've been trying to just sit on it because I don't, I didn't want to have egg on my face in case it didn't happen. But I just finished my interview with none other than like one of the biggest porn stars on the planet, Maitland Ward. And she has a new book coming out on September 6th. And I got an advanced copy and I got to read it and have do an interview with her. And I just enjoyed it so, so much. What if just Oh my God, it was not enough time. I I had to twist her arm and say, please tell me that I can interview you again because there's so many more questions. It was kind of the same with Eric Everhard, you know, where I just, I had to, I had to have him on three times. I could not let it go. It just one interview that it, there was too much to get at and uncover. And I just felt like this and I feel like this, but I think I have a little girl crush too. I mean, I just, I had so much fun talking to her. I felt like I was just buddied up to like my good girlfriend and we were just shooting the shit and talking about sex and business and just all this fun stuff. Guys, I cannot wait to release it. That's going to come out next month sometime. I'm just not sure when. And this is the fun part. I was able to sneak release a small portion of that episode. Actually, I guess about a third of it, roughly to the private podcast group. So they got to hear a portion of it already. 
And uh, that was fun. That was fun for me to do. It was the first time I could do that. I could sneak some of it out, you know, as a little teaser. So I am super excited. Cannot wait to have that episode air and get everybody's feedback on it. If you want to catch the early get part of it, you can always join the private podcast. I'm always doing fun stuff, talking about really interesting things, sharing super private stuff over there. So if you want to uh, join, now would be a great time. (laughs) All right, guys, I wanted to follow up on my post-nut clarity episode because here's the thing. I was really like asking everybody, what does this mean? I had my perception of what I thought it meant. And everywhere I looked, it was a little inconclusive about what, in air quotes, post-nut clarity, or I'm sorry, post-nut clarity, what that's supposed to mean exactly. And I got some feedback from some of the listeners, and I want to include what they think about it, thus proving my point that even amongst men, this is not universally carved in stone, this definition. So it's really up for interpretation, I believe. But let's start with the first listener. This is from L. All right, here we go. Hello, beautiful Layla. Thank you so much for your last message. I was listening to your recent podcast about the term post-nut clarity. And I wanted to give you my take on that. I thought you might be quite interested in. Um, So yeah, like I heard recently from somewhere that after sex, the couples, that can be when you're in that um, afterglow, that can be a really important time to talk about, you know, any problems or insecurities or things that are coming up, like because you're both in that sort of really open, receptive, relaxed, kind of connected space where you can chat about stuff too, not just not just have these realizations, but really help work on things that are often maybe too stressful to talk about. I think that works for animals throughout the animal kingdom, like bonobos will have sex and that will help them resolve an issue they couldn't resolve before the sex. But I had my own spin on what post-nut clarity could be because I've... <laughs> I've not been, as I told you, I've not been interested so much in a a committed relationship, but I don't really like the idea of telling a woman that. It it seems to be like your chances of getting into bed with them go down by like a a huge rate if you say that. If you say, yeah, if you say you're not interested and you just want, I don't know, just or maybe I'm just not saying it right. But so I sort of have been sort of morally justified it to myself that I would find a woman and we sleep together like sound of desperate find a woman and sleep together another find another woman and sleep together and then after we've slept together then I'll clarify <laughs> I'll clarify and by the way I'm not actually interested in a serious relationship so just to be clear but we've all, but so I get to have the sex but I still clarify don't want anything serious I still I still be honest about that and I don't I don't know if there's anything necessarily wrong with that like having sex with somebody once does not like especially in this day and age does not mean that you um anybody's expecting like commitment out of that so uh, if you keep on sleeping with them keep on seeing them and still don't tell them that you're not actually you know then i think it gets a bit unfair but i think after it gets a bit unfair not to tell them if you're not interested in a serious relationship if you keep on seeing them but i don't don't think that i have to tell them before the first time so that's my 
yeah, that's my spin on post night clarification. If you if you were interested, I thought you might funny to share on the show too. And please, but please, yeah, I'd appreciate it if you're gonna not to use my name, not to use my name if you share that piece of audio as well. My darling, thank you very much. And I'm sorry to hear that you can't struggling to find guys that you really, really are interested in. And it's such a fucking big shame because you should come to New Zealand and we should get together. <laughs> or has a phone text. But anyway, no, you take care. See ya. Okay, Al. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where do I start with this one? Okay. The afterglow. You're basking in the afterglow. I love how you, first of all, I love your accent. And I love how you're just sort of like marinating in the 70s lingo in there. And I know you're not from that generation, but you sound a little prim and proper, a little old fashioned the way you were talking about it, you know, as you're laying there basking in the afterglow and you're probably stroking her hair. But you knew all the time, mister, that you were not wanting anything more than something super, super casual. And you probably knew. My gut says you knew that she was hoping for more. But this is an interesting question because when is it appropriate to clarify this? to someone? Like, do you just have to like brand it on your forehead? Like, hey, not looking for monogamy, not looking for anything long term, or hey, just want a one night stand, just want to get my dick in it, get it wet. When do you announce that? Do you say it up front? I mean, that's kind of weird, right? If you're just like, I just want you to know, let me tell you. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I, I listened to it at first. I was like, well, that's a little sneaky. But then I thought, well, wait a minute, Layla, when is L actually supposed to insert this tidbit of information. Maybe she doesn't care. Maybe she's on the same page with him. You know, you don't really know until things move along a little bit. But I'm pretty sure that Elle gets some strong indicators which direction said women that he's about to bed are leaning. You can sniff that stuff out. You can smell it. I mean, I think I can on a guy. I think I have a pretty accurate read on where his mindset's at and the type of man that he is and the way that he is generally thinking about things like girlfriends, monogamy, how all that's going to play out. So I think that you know. Now, the F thing, L, I have to tell you, quite interesting. It was off subject. I don't know how it ended up getting thrown in there, or it kind of seemed a little bit off subject to me was the the monkeys, right? The bonobos. Was that was that right? Were they bonobos monkeys? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I listened to that. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Bonobos monkeys? Like, what? Who is the? What are these sexy monkeys? So no shit. I googled them, and you are right. You are so right. This was fascinating. Okay, I love these monkeys. They, they should be my mascot. If they're all about sex, this is lovely. But they literally are all about sex. They are this sexual kind of make love, not war chimpanzees. And by the way, it's all run by females. I love this. But they have orgies. They have gay sex, straight sex. And none of it's ever forced. And basically, it's their resolution process to everything. So get this, guys. Let's say they all find a new tree that's blossoming fruit everywhere, and they all want it. They solve it by having sex. They're not going to fight about it. They're not going to go to war about it. They're going to have sex about it. Or maybe you're supposed to be sticking, no, don't cross the lines. You're supposed to be sticking over to this territory and these boundaries. And okay, we're not going to attack you and beat you to a bloody pulp and fight with you about it. We're just going to have sex. We're going to sex it out. Now, just think if more couples chose to resolve their problems through just 
sexing it out, just having sex. Like every time, just think about this. Every time you have a disagreement with your spouse or your partner, you have to have sex with them. There would be a lot more harmony in the house. I think people would be agreeing on a lot more shit. But anyway, Elle, that was, um, thank you for all those fun, fun facts. And again, if I ever get, you know, if I ever do get to New Zealand, I will definitely have to like look you up for sure. After that sexy voice and <laughs> and the 70s lingo, I mean, I just have to see who is this person. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. All right. Well, the next voicemail I got is from R. And I love R. We chat back and forth a lot, but he's got this. He's just going to get right to the point. He sent me a voicemail, but he just, you know, he answers things very succinctly. And so this was one of those who was like, okay, here we go. One minute or less. Here's your answer. And here it is. So post not clarity, I would have to say, in my experience, that is uh, after you've had an interaction with somebody and you think at the end of it, like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. There have been times in my life where there's been a pretty significant span of time between relationships and somebody presents themselves who is a willing participant and everybody's amped up, ready to go. It's great while you're having sex. And at the end of it, you're thinking, oh, cripes, why did I do that? In my case, it was that I needed a physical, sexual connection with somebody, contact with somebody. And at the end of it, you know, they may expect more than what I was able to provide. And that's my best take on it. See what I mean? Boom, right to the point. Thank you, R. This was my interpretation that my original, it was just like, it was like the buyer's remorse. You know, like you, it's like you, uh, that story where you go to bed at two with a 10 and wake up at 10 with a two, or she's like coyote ugly. You know, you just want to gnaw your own arm off just to get away and not wake her up if she's sleeping on your arm. I, I kind of, this is how I took it. I just took it as I think post-nut clarity is after you have an orgasm and the drive to just want to get it in there is over, that has fizzled and you've come to your senses. There you go. Now you're remorseful because you were like, you knew, you actually knew like, uh-uh, but it's a go because she's right here and let's just do this. And then the minute it's over, woo, you want to pull those pants up and get the fuck out. I think I'm more with R. I think so far R, I'm liking his concise definition. Okay. Now, of course, D has to weigh in on this. We're going to have D give his always interesting and colorful point of view. And here, here's what D had to say about the post-nut clarity. All right. Genius. Post-nut clarity. I've never heard that term before, but the second I heard it, I immediately knew what it was. So here's what it is, and I'll give a couple examples. So I'll speak for myself. I have two brains. I have my logical brain that analyzes situations very accurately, and then I have my dick brain or my lust brain that is... (laughs) very focused on having sex and, oh my God, that girl is super hot. Or basically it's like 
every time you look at a woman, you're like, would I fuck her? Would I lick her asshole? Like, that's just how I scan the world. And it's like a yes or a no. And that's a very real brain. And that brain can overwhelm logic or at least suspend logic in a lot of cases. For example, I was in a very toxic relationship and the girl was extremely hot. So that was a problem because... My logical brain was telling me to stay the fuck away from this person, so I would. But then when I would see her, my sexual brain or my dick brain would want to fuck her brains out, and it would overwhelm my logic every single time, right? But then when we'd hook up and fuck and make love and I was bust a nut, like, it would always come back to the logical brain. <laughs> it's like, okay, now you've gotten what your, your dick brain got what it wanted, and now your logical brain is back, and now you have to deal with this person because she is a human being. We're not fucking 95% of the time. We're hanging out 95% of the time and fucking 5% of the time. So that would be the post-nut clarity is like, oh, fuck, in that case, right? Right. Now, that's one example. Another example would be you're out. I'm out on a date for the first time with a woman that I'm attracted to, obviously. And my dick brain is very curious. All right. My logical brain is just kind of like, I don't know. I don't have any information here to draw on or I'm gathering information about this person over dinner or on a hike or whatever. But my dick brain is just like, I wonder what she, I wonder what she tastes like. I wonder how hot she I wonder what her tits look like. I wonder if, you know, what kissing her, what her fucking saliva tastes like, what her tongue feels like. And it's just all these things. And once you get all that and you know it, then boom, post that clarity. Like now I know. And now I can make like a decision. Do I want to hang out with this person again? Was it good? <laughs> it's a pretty straightforward concept, honestly, but it's a good one. I like the wording of it. It's pretty funny. I love that. Dick brain versus logical brain. I mean, I almost want that to be the title of this episode. <laughs> Is that it? Dick brain. Yes. Dick brain versus logical brain. I think we've just called that thinking with your little head. I think we've kind of already abbreviated that. But yeah, I mean, I think this is interesting. I I think you're right. I mean, I think it's a I think it's that's the drive part of it. I think that's what starts it. It's just I guess I wonder, I don't know why I think of this more as like a masculine thing to do, this post-nut clarity. Not just because the word nut is in there, but post-nut clarity could of course apply to women as well. But I'm just trying to think like when I've ever had post-nut clarity per se. See, I don't think it's post-nut clarity. I'm going to have to rebrand this whole thing. I think it's more like post-nut certainty. That's what I get because I already knew. I knew I had that feeling in the pit of my stomach. It was there the whole time that just that little inkling like you knew. I knew the whole time. This is just not somebody that I I'm going to really be that interested in past this one little circumstance here, which I try not to put myself in that circumstance, by the way. If I have an inkling of this up front, what I do is I really just try to avoid being in this position where you have to make a move like, okay, what am I going to do here? Can I get horny enough to just want to masturbate on his dick? And that's really what's happening, right? I mean, you're just masturbating on his dick. And I would say, conversely, the same would be true. Guys are just masturbating with her pussy in this instance, in the in, in D's instance. And although D, I think you kind of made it like, I think I made it uncomplicated. And I think you made it kind of a little more complicated than it is. It really just, it's pretty straightforward, right? It's just thinking with your little head. And 
But I guess I wonder like, okay, if this is like something that guys struggle with, which I kind of think, you know, at times it is. And I love you guys. Not trying to throw any shade. I just think this is a common thing because your testosterone is higher than women. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons for this biologically. You guys are more, you're hornier as a general rule. But if you keep having these moments, Dee was talking about where you're, you know, you're on that, it's like you're on that merry-go-round, you're on that hamster wheel. And how do you ever get out of that? Like what, what gets you out of that vicious cycle? And then you'll just keep, you'll kind of keep going back to it because I'm sure we all just guys too, right? I mean, we all have that one, some people that you come across where you're like, I can't let them go because the sex is so good. I don't like them. I don't want to, it's, they're terrible. They could be a terrible person (laughs) or even it's not happening in anywhere else, but outside of the bedroom, but in the bedroom it's fireworks, but the relationship, there's not enough of a relationship to sustain itself outside of the bedroom. So how do you get off that vicious cycle? Why do we have to have post-nut clarity even exist? I just think if we just make better choices up front. Now, again, that's why I'm saying I think it's post, for me, this is all like post-nut certainty. I pretty much knew straight out of the gate. And there's been very few times where I was not right. But sometimes it does happen, but it's it's out of the norm, right? And pretty much you can size up and see those where that person could be categorized in your life. The type of partner, like the girl that you just like, she's perfect and wonderful in every way. But the sex is, it's good, but it's not great, but it's good, you know? So is that good enough? And then as you go along, it becomes the one thing that just gets amplified. Like it's, it used to be like, yeah, it bothered me moderately, or I wish it would be different or better, but I thought maybe I could work with it because everything else is so great. And now it's like the only thing that matters. She's still great and all that, but (laughs) the sex isn't that exciting and people don't want to spend their whole life like that. And I don't blame them. I don't either. But then there's that guy that you just, you want that person, that guy or that gal, the one that just where the sex is good, but it's not great. It's not on fire. you know. And if that component was there, everything would come together. And so speaking of post nut certainty, let's transition to when we are certain we are going to even get some nut. <laughs> Men and women. Well, I know if I had a sex room, I would be certain I was going to be getting some nut. And have you guys watched that new Netflix show? I think it's How to Build a Sex Room. Oh my God, that is so freaking cool. Who knew? Why have I not thought of this sooner? I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry, I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time, things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners, and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to thecuriousgirldiaries.com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. I don't know where my head's been. I've just, it hasn't been focused. When I saw this and started watching this show, I was just like, oh my God, brilliant. Why don't I have my own sex room? I need one. I would love 
to just have a separate room solely devoted to sex and making it fun and passionate and pleasurable and full of really good orgasms. Oh my God, really, really, really good orgasms. And so I sat and I was thinking like, what are all the things and like the elements that I would have and if I could make my own sex room? And what would you guys do? Like if you could make your own sex room, what are the things that you would like you'd have to have? And I was just, oh my gosh, let me think what would be mine. Mine would be Kind of. Okay, where would I start? I guess, first of all, I'll start with uh, toys. I want to have just this full-on plethora of exotic. I want it from standard vanilla all the way up to the exotic shit. Stuff I haven't even tried. Wouldn't even maybe even know who it was supposed to be used on. I mean, I want from A to Z. And I'd want to bring in like, like a really seasoned sex toy educator or connoisseur to help dial in this like the perfect grouping of toys you know, toys you need to know, toys you might not want to know ever again once you use them. <laughs> I want I want that. That just kind of eclectic eclecticism, I guess. Is that a word? Eclecticism? Yes. I will say it is. And let's see. Okay, so now we've gotten through with the toys. And I think I want the room to, I'd like to incorporate a lot of kind of like nature. I like stone and wood and I'd love to have one of those. What are those crosses called? They're, it's not a cross. It's a St. Anthony's something. Is it a St. Anthony's cross? Is that what it is? For flogging and that kind of stuff. I haven't done that stuff, but I'd like a special little section of the, I think I'd like a special little section of my sex room to have dungeony kind of really be heavy on the BDSM. So like some real kinky shit. But then I also want to transition. <laughs> this is going to be a very interesting sex room, by the way. I wanted to like transition to maybe some more standard stuff, sex toys, a sex machine, a massage table, because I am God damn it. I mean, I'm going to be so good at my hand jobs. I will be hands down just the master, at least the best sex podcaster, hand jobs giver. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to have some kind of a group. I have to be a part of some sort of elite, really finite group. I think that would be it. The females who podcast, of all the women who podcast and talk about sex, I give the best hand job. That could be my title right there. I would totally, yes down with that. So I got to have a massage table and let's see what else. Probably some floggers and maybe some whips and some handcuffs and blindfolds, just everything. I want all the toys. I know I'm, I'm supposed to be off the toys, but I keep coming back to the toys. And let's see, I would love a, love a big, just like hot tubby, whirlpooly, maybe or a really cool like wood bathtub, but something that, you know, where you can get in the warm water because I don't care what you, I don't care what anybody says, sex in water is amazing. And then of course you've got to have a great shower that you can have amazing sex in too. So there you go. What other accoutrement should it have down there? I mean, maybe a nice, lots of platforms, lots of furniture that you could, comfy furniture that you can be bent over. Couches, chairs, and a nice sturdy table, a nice sturdy table that you could eat on, but literally you're going to get on and fuck on top of. Ooh, I need to think about this too as I'm sitting here. Now it's all, I'm designing it all in my head. But anyway, after watching this show, like I'm totally 
I want this woman. Like, I want her to come and build me a sex room. This is so fun. And actually, I'm so excited that that's on Netflix. And I'm just so hoping that please let this start be another thing that sort of normalizes sex. And this should be a standard thing. I think every couple should have a sex room. I mean, a room that's dedicated to their pleasure together as a couple. Why the hell not? Why wouldn't that be standard? Why shouldn't we start making it standard? It's just a standard build out when you are doing new construction from here on out and all remodels. Naturally, you want that walk-in closet. You also have to have that sex room. You've got to have your separate sex room because let's not, let's face it. I mean, like bedrooms are just not that sexy anymore. We've got all of our laptops, devices, phones, smart TVs, everything is, you have work right there at the reach over and roll over and grab your phone. You're instantly in your emails and the bedroom sort of gets, um, it's getting de-sexified with all that going on. But if you had it and that's okay, I mean, whatever, I'm guilty of it. I have, I don't know if I should admit this, but I always have my laptop by my bed. It's ridiculous. Yes, (laughs) it's true. I always have my laptop on my bed and it's like the first thing I reach for when I get up. (gasps) Oh, okay. But seriously, if more people had sex rooms, I mean, this would be such a great way to really put your, put that stuff first. Oh my gosh. I think this world would be a different place if people were having more orgasms, were happier, more connected sex. That's what I'm pushing for. All right, guys. Well, there you go. I hope you're having a great Tuesday. Cannot wait to share many more with you. Don't forget to check out this Saturday's episode. And everyone, I love to hear from you. You guys all know that. And if you want to reach out, I will absolutely reach back and answer each and every one of your questions. And I'd love to get to know you. So go to thecurioscalldiaries.com and leave me a voicemail. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. You got five minutes. Let it rip. And I will get back to you personally. Okay, everyone. That's it. Stay happy. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Love you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com and join my subscribers only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.